And welcome to episode 51 of Yarns from the Plain. Jubilee. Well, it is the morning of Tuesday the 5th of June and we're coming to the end of the Queen's Diamond Jubilee celebrations here in the UK. And I'm afraid to say I have just loved every minute of it. I am actually not even supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be in Madrid uh, on a holiday and at the last minute we just decided that we didn't want to be away um, during the Jubilee, and so we haven't, and we've loved it. And it's, how silly is that? I could be somewhere warm, experiencing something new, visiting a country I've never been to, and instead I have spent the bank holiday weekend here in Britain on Sunday with near torrential rain, uh, watching an 86-year-old lady stand for three hours in the rain along with her 90-year-old husband, um, who is, you know, now poorly. (laughs) God love him. You know, hurry up and get well soon, Your Royal Highness. I'm sure, because I'm sure, obviously, Prince Philip is listening to this in his hospital bed. (laughs) Isn't that terrible? Um, But I wouldn't have been anywhere else in the world. I've got bunting up in the garden. I've... uh, I spent all of Sunday in a Union Jack maxi dress, bearing in my size. It's not necessarily a pretty sight, but my husband does tell me he would be prepared for me to actually step out of the house in it, so I suppose that's not so bad. I'm now um, podcasting this in another um, Union Jack-inspired sundress, although it's not actually covered in Union Jacks. It's got spots and stripes, and but, you know, you can see where it's got its, its red, white and blue, and you can see where it's got its inspiration from. And... Um, I've eaten cucumber sandwiches and cheese and pineapple on sticks and all sorts of party food off of Union Jack plates and I've just loved every minute of it. I wouldn't have been anywhere else. (laughs) I'd like to take the opportunity to say thank you very much to everybody who left a message or contacted me after I put up my um, post on the Ravelry group a few weeks ago. Um, to explain that there wasn't going to be a podcast a couple of weeks ago. It's actually spread to, obviously, um, the best part of a month. But I would just like to say thank you very, very much for all those people who contacted me expressing concern uh, and asking how my mum is. She's on the road to recovery. She um, was home within a few days. I managed to get, uh, you know, I, I was there to help Dad get her settled back in, shot back up to work for a couple of days and then shot back down again um, at the weekend after she'd had her stroke and then went down again last weekend which was two weekends after that so she's every time I see her I see an improvement she doesn't feel that she's improving at all um but she is she has not really been physically affected although um obviously she's very tired and tires very easily and I think she's a little bit wobbly 
on her feet. She's not, she's fine standing up and moving around the house, but uh, I don't know that she's necessarily 100% balanced when she's out walking in the street. But, you know, she's okay. The main thing that she's been left with is something called aphasia, which is a, a sort of communication, speech and language problem associated with stroke. Hers has manifested itself in um, the inability to remember words, mainly nouns. Um, and when she was first recovering from a stroke, she was really struggling because she couldn't actually even describe what it was that she wanted to talk about. Now she's getting better and can describe things, but can't remember the right word. And when she was first ill, it didn't matter how many times you suggested the correct word, she couldn't process it from hearing it if you wrote it down she could process it but she couldn't process it if she if you said it so there's the bit that connects the words that she hears with the um, part of the brain where retains all the words is basically fried so she's having to learn how to um, make new pathways around it but reading words she could process them and access them so that's fine she still struggles to read large amounts of text she can read greetings cards but letters are a bit overwhelming I think um, because she actually again sometimes misreads things so she was trying to read out the, the make of um, a vacuum cleaner at the weekend that she wanted to order and the make was an S2160 and however hard she tried when she looked at it she kept saying X3 and then some other numbers so there's there's still a bit of fuzzy wiring in there but she is significantly better than she was but she's just very frustrated because she wants to be able to communicate in in a large group really and she can't she's it's knocked her confidence she's happy to talk to members of the family and she's happy to talk to certain friends on a one-to-one situation but can't cope with being in a large group I think it's almost like sensory overload because she can't follow the conversations. And unfortunately, she's quite social. And so I think that's hitting her rather hard. But she is well on the, the road to recovery. And I really do firmly believe that as many positive thoughts and wishes and prayers, however you wish to say it, certainly do help. Uh, and I would like to thank you all for your thoughts and good wishes. It's been tremendous. Thank you very, very much. As a consequence of that, I have to say, since I last podcasted, which I think is four and four and four and a half weeks ago, I've done very little. I finished the weaving on the knitter's loom, took it off, gave it a good wash and a thwack and a roll around in the tumble dryer. And that's pulled the weave stretch together nicely, fluffed up the um, boot quite nicely because that had almost like a waxy finish on it. And it's taken all that off. So that's really nice. I just need now to reinforce the bit in the middle where I'm going to sort of cut it down the middle and then sew it together to make a cushion cover. But it's it's come up really nicely and I'm really pleased with it. Um, I did a lot of that at a demonstration that I did with the Spinning Guild on the day before my mum had her stroke at Dunham Massey. It was lovely. I took my wheel and I took my loom and did some plying. I had a couple of young well, I say young children, they're possibly about eight years old, um, got them spinning with some fluff on my wheel after I'd finished my plying and then did some work on the loom. So it was absolutely lovely. Really enjoyed the day. It was really, really nice. 
so I finished that. I have finished all the sheep that I need to finish for my sheepy front cushion. So I, I actually have ten now because I did two the same colour by mistake. Um, but I have nine different combinations that I'm going to make into the front of a cushion. I did a little bit of knitting of some pinky purpley squares to finish off a guild cushion when I was at a hospital, but I haven't really looked at those since, so I don't know what, what state they're in. And in the last week, I've been working on joining together the squares that my lovely podcast listeners sent to me. So although I know I have missed the May the 31st deadline for Woolsack, I also know that there are plenty of places that these could go, including down to Fibre East in Bedford on the 14th and 15th of July, because Bedford as a county is hosting a number of Paralympic teams and the Maldives Olympic team, and they have got arrangements to pass cushions on to those teams in July so they're looking for a big push for cushions so I know my cushions can go there even if they don't go anywhere else. It's all been very exciting at Woolsack. Some of you who read Private Eye may have read the article a couple of weeks ago about LOCOG and the trials and tribulations of the Woolsack project as a part of the Cultural Olympiad. All I can say to reassure anyone who read that is that Woolsack is doing its absolute utmost and has made contact with, or has had contact made, I should say, because Woolsack itself is not allowed to contact athletes or Olympic governing bodies, but there is nothing to stop them contacting us, and that is precisely what has happened. So it's, it's, I've actually exchanged emails with a um, captain of a British Olympic team who train in Manchester is very exciting unfortunately I don't think I'm going to meet up to be able to hand over some cushions because I think the arrangements for meeting are taking place during a working day which I'm bitterly disappointed about but um, it's just tremendously exciting and I live in hope that uh, I will be able to possibly meet up with some athletes but if not then I suspect I may well find myself at Fibre East with these last few cushions and take them there but it's been lovely actually crocheting them together. I've decided to crochet your squares together and I have taught myself crab stitch, which is essentially a double crochet but working left to right instead of right to left. You form everything as if you're forming a, a standard UK double crochet, but you're sort of working backwards, so it's a little awkward to you're having to sort of push the, the hook backwards to get through the stitch to the right of it rather than to the left of it but it's a really nice effect uh, and I'm really pleased with it so I was going to put two patchworks of squares together but I've decided I think looking at the colours that what I might do instead is actually just whip up a couple of backs for them because I have got lots of neutral yarns and I so I think I might do that instead which will mean that I've actually got two cushions for the price of one, effectively, um, because I haven't knitted any of the small squares to go with these. So if I knit the backs, um, then that will work quite nicely. So it's all coming together very nicely. But I have to say, in terms of actual productivity of what I'm doing, very little. I keep thinking that I really want to get that Manx Lockton fleece prepared and carded into row lags, because I want to spin it for the... Knit more girls, spackle, spin along, knit along. And I can't even at the moment remember the name of the cardigan, but it is lovely and I do want to do it. 
but events have somewhat conspired against me. And, you know, looking forward, obviously, we've got the Tour de Fleece coming up for those people who like to spin with a little bit of an element of competition. And then the RAV Olympics coming up July and August. Now, four years ago, I did, you know, quite a bit. I got quite away with some things. But I think I'm going to be quite conservative in my entering of the Ramp Olympics this year, simply because last time in Beijing, I actually spent a lot of time watching the Olympics on the telly, so therefore I was able to do a lot of knitting and work everything out of it. This year, I've got at least one week where that's all going to go to pot, because I have got tickets for many Olympic events. I went in for the original ballot and applied for six events. I applied for um, some archery tickets, badminton, cycling, beach volleyball, rowing and athletics. So that would be one event every day over six days. In the original ballot, we were successful for archery, badminton and rowing. So that was three events. But in recent weeks, events have, that hadn't fully sold out, although at the slightly higher price range, have come back on the market. And once they were open originally to people who'd been in the ballot and hadn't won anything, then they were finally open again to anybody to apply. So we have tickets to see a couple of football matches the day before the games start up in Newcastle. And then on that week where we've got the archery badminton and rowing tickets, I've now filled something in on the Wednesday and something in on the Friday. So we're going to go and see some women's volleyball, not beach volleyball, but women's volleyball and women's table tennis as well. So I'm going to be spending the whole of the first week of, of the Olympics actually trundling into London to um, go and see events. So my RAV Olympics time is possibly going to be sort of quite limited. But I think what I'm going to do is, having bought the yarn and the pattern to make that crochet cardigan at Wonderwall, the natural dye studio one, is it Millicent? It's lovely anyway. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that as my project because I'm going to be spending... For four of those days that we're, we're going into London, I'm going to be spending around about two hours on a train before I even look at tube travel. I'm not convinced I'm necessarily going to get sharp pointy needles into the events because it's airport-like security, but I reckon a plastic crochet hook will not cause a problem. So I think what I'm going to have as my RAV Olympics project this year is simply that cardigan, and I'm going to actually crochet it at the Olympics. How exciting is that? Well, on my way there and back anyway. Probably, possibly not in the in the venue because um, I think table tennis and volleyball and they're all quite fast moving sports. So I'm not going to be able to uh, take my eye off them much. But I am very very excited about that. The all sort of things coming up. But before all of those, of course, at the end of well, not even the end of this month. On the twenty uh, third, I'm going to. Woolfest, which up in Cockermouth in Cumbria, so I'm very excited about that. It's a nice day out with the uh, members of the Spinning Guild, so I should be looking forward to that. I've kind of done everything the wrong way around in this one, haven't I? I think it's probably symptomatic of my confused state, but um, having told you about what little work I've done and future events that are coming up, then 
um, I'm just going to finish it off with something I really like, which you'll be unsurprised to know is something linked with Jubilee, and that is bunting. I've kind of got a bit of a bunting thing. Um, I actually found some. Uh, a colleague of mine made some gorgeous bunting. We had a street party at work, and it, most of the bunting was plastic, um, printed bunting, but she made some for her caravan for her rally that she was having this week. And she had made it from simple triangles cut out with pinky so they wouldn't fray, um, some Union Jack fabric, some blue polka dot, some plain, some gingham, and just zigzagged along a piece of um, what looked like bias binding. And it's just, it looked lovely. Now, I don't have a zigzag function on my sewing machine. My sewing machine is, um, it's almost coming up for its own diamond jubilee, let's put it that way. It's been around a while. And it doesn't have that kind of function. So I was sitting there thinking, mm, I'd quite like to make it, but it, you know, by the time you go and source the material and cut it out, and and then I'd have to hem it rather than, um, you know, and then use a, a proper stitch rather than a zigzag stitch. It was all, all trauma. And then when I was down in town at the weekend, I found a lovely eight metre long piece of bunting, and it's it's reversible. So one side is in the style of a Union flag. I keep calling it a Union Jack, and that's really naughty. It's only a Union Jack. Did you know it's only a Union Jack if it's on a boat? Other than that, it's a Union flag. Anyway, it's a Union flag pennant, so it's a piece of um, blue and white gingham with two different colours of red ribbon stitch over to make you think of the Cross of St George and the cross on the Ulster flag. That's the one that goes diagonally. Then on the back of them, they've been stitched onto either white or red or blue cotton. Because they're cotton, they can be out there in the rain. So we, I put them up on Sunday morning in the torrential rain. And they're just absolutely fabulous. They've coped really well with, with you know, blistering sun yesterday and rain on Sunday. So I'm really pleased with it. If I could festoon the entire front of the house with it, I would do. But nevertheless, I am keeping myself under control and just have one little bit up in the front garden. And just, I am loving the whole bunting through the town business. Um, I just wish a few more of my neighbours had got some bunting up. They always have loads of Christmas lights up, so I thought they might well have some bunting, but they've let me down, sadly. Anyway, that's my something I really like. Bunting. And with that, it's time for me to sign off and go and watch the Queen, sadly without Prince Philip, attending the Thanksgiving service at St Paul's Cathedral. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to contact the show, please feel free to leave a message over in the show notes at www.yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com or www.yarnsfromtheplain.blogspot.com you can message me on Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plain, on Twitter, where I'm Tales from Plain, or email me at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com. I love to hear from listeners. The music this week is taken from excerpts from the Queen's coronation in 1953. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening. 
拜。